Hello and welcome to the Anti Football Podcast. My name is Chris. Always joined by uh, likely to be smug Harry, um, and you know a lot of things that Harry said in the lead up to this game week have come true. So I'm sure that Harry's going to be taking a huge victory lap this week. Smug? No, no, never. You, you'd never be smug, wouldn't you? That's the one thing I do like about you, Harry, is your um, vast humility. Uh, well, I think I think you said um, that fucking Newcastle would beat Everton, didn't you? I think so. Right, well, obviously, you're not that bothered about it. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, might as well just get straight into it, into what I'm sure you'll remember being smug about, and I'm sure anyone who follows Harry on Twitter We'll remember him being smug about the Wolves and Crystal Palace game. Yeah, I'll let you take the reins first off. Cold. Why doesn't Ryan? Ryan, because despite losing, very. Mm, yeah, um, I think um, since obviously you know uh, Johnny is injured um, and Marcel, I think he's out as well. Uh, we were seeing um, for some reason Kilman being deployed as a centre back with Sice at the wing back. You'd think it'd make more sense to swap the two around, um, but you know. Um, obviously, uh, Nuno decided to drop Saiz and put a Nuri at wing back, and obviously it paid off. Um, you know, I think Nuno is probably or was probably hesitant to put him in because he is a loan signing; he's not a permanent signing um, at the moment. But you know, um, with Johnny and Marcel both out, he had his hands tied basically, um, and I think both a Nuri and um, Semedo. As the other wing back, I think both of them played really well. Mm, yeah, um, I saw him live for uh, Olympiacos um, when it was him and um, Kostas Shamikas down that left hand side for Olympiacos. It was frightening. You could tell, uh, not so much Shamikas, but you could tell, especially Porden would be a very good player. Um, I didn't think he'd work necessarily in the Premier League purely because of his height, um, but obviously, you know, that's no issue for him. Um, very tricky down that right hand side and able to you know get crosses into Raul Jimenez which is where um, Wolves are at their most dangerous beating Raul Jimenez um, and obviously Podence um, managing to get get the goal um, you know right. yeah well he's only like 5-5 five five, isn't he yeah but mm. yeah but you know they're not you know short short like compared to Podence you know but I think he's in 5-8 Either five eight or five nine, I think. Yeah, five nine. So like, yeah, they're short, but they're not like five foot five like Porden. Um, and Palace as well. We've seen sort of two halves of uh, Crystal Palace this season. Um, you know, on the one hand, we've seen um, the Palace who you know managed to grind out a result against Southampton on the first day. Uh, managed to beat Man United at Old Trafford three one. Um, but we've also seen some pretty toothless Palace performances. You know, um, this one. Um, obviously the draw against Brighton they didn't really create anything um, yeah the loss against Chelsea um, and I mean Palace currently sitting 13th place um, you know after a fairly decent start to the season um, and yeah it's the very inconsistent Palace but very yeah exactly um, and, I, and I don't think necessarily that the um, 4-4-2 formation really suits Eze as well um, you know at QPR who's deployed sort of um you know as either as a number 10 or on the right of a front three um so you know being a flat 442 
um, will sort of limit Eze. Um, I don't think Hudson is likely to change his system anytime soon, but you know, if he wanted to accommodate, you know, Eze, like Zahar, Batshuayi, you could easily, you know, make a front three of those three alone. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that Eze, you know, no matter whether there's a change of system, whether he plays you know, up front, out wide, you know, I do think Eze needs to be in that starting eleven. I think he was absolute quality for Crystal Palace last season. Um, and, you know, I just think he needs to play more, like you said. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, he was quality for QPR last season. Uh, I think it was originally, um, I think it originally it was a booking, but VAR um, overturned it to a red card. Um, yeah, um, you know, you look at um, Wolves, is, not Wolves, sorry, uh, Crystal Palace's options in the centre of the park. You know, you've got MacArthur, McCarthy, uh, Jetro Reedwald, Kuyate could slot in there if, um, oh, what's his name, Gary Cahill comes back. Um, but, you know, Milhojevic is, you know, he's a specialist from dead balls. Um, and I think he really suits that role of just sitting in front of the back four um, and allowing the players like Schlupp, like Townsend, like Eze to um, have more of a free roam um, and not have to rely solely on defending. Um, so, yeah, that will be a big loss for Palace, definitely. Um, not really. I mean, um, yeah, it's just a, another good performance from Wolves. Um, what do you see happening with Wolves this season? Obviously, they're currently sat in sixth place. Um, no European football this season for Wolves. Um, do you see them qualifying for Europe um, come the end of the season? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, the next few games are definitely crucial for um, Wolves. I mean, you know, right up until the end of the year, um, they've got... Uh, Leicester away, Arsenal away, Liverpool away, Chelsea at home, Spurs at home, Man United away. So they're all teams that are going to be in and around them, um, as well as you know, like Aston Villa at home. You know that's going to be a very tricky game. Southampton are in flying form. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a tricky next six odd weeks for Wolves. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Ooh, is it, that's a deadly mistake, that Harry. You don't want to be making that them too often. <laughs> Um, yeah, we can move into that if you want. Um, you know, again, what's up? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I don't want to sound like you know a broken record here, but I think everything that we said about Man City in the last podcast um, holds up. They just need to be more clinical. Simple as that. Very comped. Mm, yeah, um, I think the problem that Man City have it's sort of similar to the problem that Spurs have is that. Any striker that comes in knows that, you know, unless they are, you know, top quality, they're going to be back up to Sergio Aguero. So what striker realistically would go there? Like, for example, take, I don't know, Danny Ings. Say Man City came in for Danny Ings. Um, you know, would Danny Ings realistically go to Man City um, and be back up to Aguero? Um, you know, you could argue, oh, well, the money. Um, and yeah, that probably would be a factor. But, you know, most strikers wouldn't go to a club knowing that they'd be back up. You know, look at Njeko. You know, he was quality, um, but he left because, you know, he wasn't getting the first-team football ahead of Aguero. Um, and you look at some of the other options that Man City have had, you know, back up to Aguero over the years. You know, you look at um, Negredo. Um, you look at the likes of Wilfred Bonnet. You know, like, they haven't... What's that? Yeah, um... And I'm saying, you know, Jekyll, apart from Jekyll, none of the backup strikers have really been excellent. None of them have excelled for... Mm. 
Yeah. Balotelli always turned up for big games, but, you know, in games like this, you know, Balotelli probably would have gone missing. Pana. Mm, yeah. Um, and it's just... I mean, they have been unlucky, Sheffield United. Um, Jack O'Connell is out for the season. Uh, that's a big loss for them. Um, but, you know, I don't think they've addressed the striker issue. Again, you know, Rian Brewster is a player who I really like. Um, I think he has the potential to be a really top quality Premier League striker. We saw at Swansea last season that he has, um, you know, heaps of quality, um, particularly at that championship level. Um, I mean, it was he scored somewhat like one every other game for Swansea. You know, he, I, I remember that he definitely got double figures and he joined in January. 11 and 22, yeah. So, you know, that is quality for a championship striker. You know, if he was there for a full season, he'd get more than 20 goals. So that is, you know, quality. Um, but, you know, at this time, you're throwing him into the deep end, you know, relegation battle in the Premier League. Um, you're, you're expecting him, you know, you're relying on him to perform, to score consistently, to be able to keep your side in the Premier League. Um, and that pressure on a, you know, a teenager, you know, most teenagers like Brewster is looking like they're not going to be able to cope with that. They needed a proven Premier League scorer, um, and they haven't got out and gone out and got that. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like you know maybe even someone like a, a team of Puke or you know someone like that would have been a far better option than Rian Brewster. Obviously, you know Rian Brewster has time to develop, but you know at the end of the day. Surely, staying in the Premier League is more of a priority than developing young players at this time, anyway. Considering that Sheffield United sit rock bottom of the Premier League with one point from seven. Stand up. Mm, yeah, um, I think Ramsdale um, struggled um, at the start of the season. He's had a bit of a slow start, but in this game, particularly, definitely played really well. Ramsdale, however, many. Well, I mean, you know, apart from. Um, the games against Leeds and um, this one here against Man City. I can't remember too many instances where Ramsdale was, you know, repeatedly, you know, relied upon. Up, um, you know, might have got one or two saves in a match, but I, you know, can't remember um, too many instances where he was repeatedly tested throughout the match. Um, you know, but you know, you obviously see more in him this well, season than I have. In what? Yeah, so in those two games, definitely he um, it, he definitely saved Sheffield United from a much steeper scoreline. Um, yeah, you know, I I do like Aaron Ramsdale. Don't get me wrong. I think um, you know he was very um, he was definitely hung out to dry by that pretty poor Bournemouth defence last season. Um, and I thought you know in front of a better Sheffield United defence that he would excel. You know, like. Dean Henderson, um, but you know, obviously he's, he, mm, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say you know like, oh, if he was in a better team, then you know he'd be far better. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't think he's really you know kicked off. He's not as good as Dean Henderson, really, is what I'm trying to say. Or, or at least he wasn't as good as Dean Henderson was last season. Um, and I think Sheffield United are feeling that. Um, and yeah, as for you know the rest of the Sheffield United side. It, they don't seem to have that energy that they did last season. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, we're only seven games in, you know, there's still 31 games left to go. They could easily, 
you know, refine the energy, refine the form, that easily do that. I'm sure Chris Wilder is um, definitely having stern words with some of the players. Um, oh, but yeah, I mean, Aaron Ramsdale. It's called Darlow. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, um, I'd guess that Darlow would be up there, but, you know, I'm, I'm surprised at that, really. Um, I, he's not really stood out to me particularly, except for this game and the game against Leeds. Um, but, you know, fair enough, man. Uh, the stats aren't backing me up anyway. Um, but yeah, um, so all else. You're wanting to add on this game, Harry? No. Uh, right, I mean, you know, we can move on to a very depressing game from my end, at least. I'm sure it was a lot more enjoyable from your end. Um, on Halloween night, we had the anti-football derby. We had Burnley getting bent over by Chelsea. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't great for us, at least. Um, yeah, it was poor. Um, Dale Stevens just doesn't work. Absolutely shite, in my opinion. Um, the front two just weren't... Well, they weren't really given anything. We had no shots on target, which is, you know, at home. Yes, it's against a team like Chelsea, but it's still not good enough. It's not acceptable, really. I calling that the fact that I have the marking... Yeah, it, was that is that your best defence besides Long? Um, well, you could arguably say Phil Bardsley, Taki and Taylor. I mean, you know, um, for the listeners, we are recording this on a Saturday, um, so we have seen Burnley versus Bright. And the difference that Ben Mee came back, obviously, he's the captain. Defensive definitely tell the difference. Kevin Long, oh, simple as that. He's a table. Ch- oh yeah, it sh- it definitely should have been. Um, like, it wasn't great. I mean. Pope made some great saves as well. Six saves, I, I don't think it was his fault at all. Exactly. Like, that's just... Josh Brownell out on the right-hand side. How can you perform in an unnatural... It's not going to work. Like, and forcing him out wide so you can accommodate Dale Stevens in the middle is good. We're obviously not relying solely on Dwight McNeil to perform. Um, he can't be doing that because he's not going to perform up to a standard where we can regain. When Dwight's quiet, we're quiet. We desperately need to buy a right winger in January. Um, well, I think with the exception of the West Brom game, it's not really been the strikers' fault. We've just not had any service. Um, I do think that J-Rod has definite. I think this Wooden Barnes partnership, whilst they do know each other, I think that whenever J-Rod... I think Vidra is a more than the bench. Um, so I don't really necessarily think we need a striker unless we decided to sell one. Jimmy Dunn is our joint top scorer this season. That just needs we just need to get a striker's more survey. That's the issue. It's not I'm not gonna say it's not really the striker's fault because I think both Wood and Barnes should have should have and can perform a lot better than they are doing right now. But it's not necessarily their fault. It's just we're not creating enough for them. They're having to feed on scraps. Um well I think the issue with Vidra is He's a different option. Um, he's very quick, can get in behind defences very well. Um, but it takes him two or three chances to score one. Um, and especially when, you know, when barely creating it, um, we need strikers. You know, oh, it, it, they only need one chance to score. A lot of clinicality um, yeah. in our striker and, and Vidra just isn't that. It's yeah, but one. the majority of those attempts um, came from outside the box, you know, there were um, Barnsley having a crack, like Brownell, you know, I think Brownell hit one wide that wasn't, we barely made anything, I mean, Chris Wood had no shots there, that that just sums it up, yeah, um, no, um, on Chelsea, right, um, 
we'll move on to um, Liverpool and West Ham then. Um, Liverpool changing it up um, a little bit, putting Nathaniel Phillips in at centre-back. Um, I think it was um, a very decent debut. Um, for him alongside Joe Gomez, I don't think he really did much wrong. Um, again, the difference maker off of the bench, we've been saying this for a while, um, was, you know, in the 70th minute, Roberto Firmino went off, Diogo Jota came on, and then quarter of an hour later, Jota put the ball in the back of the net to make it. Again, Jota was the difference. Mm, yeah, I think Shakiri played well as well. Yeah, which definitely surprised me with um, Kel Antonio, um, Sebastian Alley, who had a very quiet game. Um, but, you know, being um, the wide man, Fornals, who has had a pretty slow start um, um, from the edge of the box. How much did Fornals yeah, um, I mean, I think it was a penalty um, at the end of the day. I think Salah made a meal of it. 24 million. So, um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's he's done all right for West Ham. I mean, hopefully, the, you know, last season was a... You could tell it was his first season. He wasn't... He didn't really stand out to West Ham. Better for Niles this season. I mean, he's already matched last season's goal tap. Two goals, yeah. For West Ham. For Niles starts to... Uh, I think so, yeah. First one. Yeah, um, I do. Uh, I think that was definitely um, quite harsh. Five minutes. Yeah, um, and I mean, um, for Liverpool, they definitely um, dominated most of the game. Um, but West Ham definitely didn't make it like we saw against Manchester. Defended well. Um, they were perhaps unlucky not come away with the result. Um, they definitely had a tough, tough start. They've already played. Arsenal, Leicester away, Spurs away, Mad City at home, and um, the next two games will be Fulham and Sheffield United, West Ham. Um, so they're two games that def- they definitely should be the start to the season they've had. And I'm wondering if we're going to see more from new man side Ben Rama. Um, obviously, only got a couple of minutes at the end of the game um, for West Ham. Um, but was definitely impressive for Brentford. Um, but you could tell that there were definitely holes in his game. Um, that I wonder the move to West Ham will patch those. Um, um, oh, right, now I do, yeah. Yeah, because um, didn't West Ham score like really early on then? Oh, I. Yeah, it, um, we've definitely seen a transformation plot. I think um, it's been, definitely been a good few years for Liverpool. Um, got all else you want to add on to that game? Or? Yeah, we'll move on to um, a seven-goal thriller. Um, Southampton going 4-0 up with an hour left at Villa Park um, and Aston Villa very nearly back from the brink um, I think Jack Grealish especially um, showed a lot of heart a lot of fight for Aston Villa um, but you know, at the end of the day they weren't able to overcome the brilliant first hour for Southampton which was led excellent James Ward-Prowse um, I think you're wrong. That does sound familiar. Yeah, um, wasn't was it Che Adams? Who was it was yeah. actually, yeah. I mean, I've been impressed with um, concert to start, just, um, but you know, I don't think anyone really in that uh, Aston Villa defense. Um, Martinez making zero saves, yeah. Um, Carthy, I think, definitely has um, you know, proving his worth to Southampton, managing to keep out Fraser Forster, who played very well last year at Celtic. Um, and you've got to think, um, particularly with Bud being dropped by Everton, with Dean Henderson not getting picked for Man United, you've got to think McCarthy is definitely on the fringe. I know Gareth Southgate has come out and said, 
I have no reason to drop Pickford. There's no one close to which. Um, but you've got to think McCarthy is definitely close. He's definitely yeah. Um, I think had the game you know had an extra five minutes in it, I think definitely that uh, Villa would have gone on and potentially even won the draw. Um, and yeah, it definitely shows the spirit of Aston, um, particularly compared to last season. That sort of fight wasn't there. They were solely reliant on Jack Grealish. The new boys have definitely stepped up and done well for them. Yeah, definitely um, a very clinical performance. Um, and, you know, as we're talking at this moment of change, um, tomorrow night when Liverpool play Man City, but as it stands, Southampton sit top of the Premier League. 16 goals, which is one less than level with Chelsea. More than praising, more than Man United. Definitely going to take victory lap for predicting that Southampton would do very well this obviously you know 30 games is a huge goal swing for the table Actually. yeah that is a good um, but you know Southampton definitely themselves in a strong position I um, it's definitely looking good for Southampton um, I'm going to move on to um, uh, what are your thoughts on this He's 31. yeah I definitely think uh, this was something that we touched upon in an earlier episode is the depth of there that first team when everyone's fit everyone's firing on all cylinders you know that's great um, but when you start picking holes, you know, you take out Luke, you take out Coleman, Alice, you can definitely start to poke holes in the Everton team. Did, you know, a lot, I know a lot of Newcastle, um, but at the end of the day, they managed to get a win against one of the most teams at the um, Callum Wilson, a bag of brace, spot, um, to be fair. Um, but, you know, I think this Newcastle team are looking very effective, very clinical. Um, and at the end of the day, I can't see Newcastle being anywhere. Oh, yeah, far too easy um, from behind and get away from Jeremy. Um, as easy as I like, really. No, um, I think the lack of creativity in that Everton line aren't really evident. Um, and I think at the end of the day, this is why I'm predicting Everton not to top four. They might still get Europe, but I don't think they'll get top four purely because they lack the depth required, that calibre. And I think particularly if Everton do qualify for Europe, the Europa League particularly next um is the Europa League two or the Europa Conference, whatever it's called, is that happening next season? No. Um but either way, um if Everton do qualify for Europe next season, I do think that they lack the depth of a team to be able to make an impact if they're having to fight on. Um, yeah, I've just looked it up, um, and the Europa Conference League is starting next season. So whoever finishes seventh or wins the League Cup this season um, will qualify. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, well, the League Cup's just not as prestigious as the FA Cup, like. Um, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, um, the Europa Conference. I mean, personally, I don't. But is anyone really going to tune in to see? I mean, you already get farmers in the Europa League normals. You've got to think of the teams, what Europa exactly. I think they get two in the Europa League and um, one in the this new Europa League. Um, I think there's 32. Oh. So it'll be the same size as the champions. Uh, I think that's what happened. Mm. Um, yeah, um you got else to add on to this uh, Newcastle Everton game or are we to move on? Yeah, let's move on to this. What do you think of Man United losing to Arsenal? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, in my opinion anyway, um, I don't see why Ali changed to the diamond form. I think that's a huge mistake because the diamond formation relies quality attack. So Liverpool could get away with 
But when you've got Wan-Bissaka and Shaw, uh, Wan-Bissaka, who is a very good defensive back, but going forward, he's dire. And you've got Luke Shaw, who is definitely a mixed bag. He's probably not at the... Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think this diamond formation, whilst a lot of United have been crying out for it, I don't think it suits Man Especially when you don't have Emmanuel Matic. Obviously, he came on and out. Um, but when you don't have Nemanja Matic sitting at the base of that, you lack a lot of structure. Um, I think Pogba played that. Yes, but, you know, that wasn't Matic's fault. That was Pogba giving away. Um, he has definitely, Pogba has been very poor this season. Was it Thanks. Um, well, you know, I, I just think it's such a shame because, you know, Paul Pogba on his day is a world-class midfielder. We see that for France. Um and we saw that towards the end of last season for me. When Paul Pogba tries, there is, you know, there's only one or two people in the world who can touch him in terms of what he can do. Um, but he's not tried this poor. And you've got to look at the people on the bench, especially, you know, one Donny van der Beek, who's got to be sat there. If Paul Pogba playing like that can start, and I don't, when I've been impressive every single time I've played for my, you know, like, what's van der Beek got to be thinking? Uh, well, that's what was reported. I thought that with a pinch of salt. It definitely seems like sensationalism from journalists, that. Yeah, and Giroud's a good player. I rate Giroud. You know, why not? If he plays better than him, he was. You know, there's no doubt about it. But Giroud consistently turns up like Paul Pogba does. Um, to be honest with you, I think being dropped for one or two games could do him good, uh, Paul Pogba. I think midfield three of Matic, Van der Beek and Fernandes really suit. I think Fred as well is definitely impressive. Whenever we've seen him, he's definitely done lots of United. And I think Scott McTominay, um, I think well, he could probably do with a loan move out. I don't think he's quite at that level. Well, you know, like I say, for France, he always turns up. You know, he's their best player at the world, who, again, always turns up. Like you said, he's their second highest scorer of all time. Yeah, but he's still, you know, quality whenever he does play. He's definitely unlucky. So not getting played for. Yeah, okay, that's a bit. Got a job for the next four years, at least. Yeah, Sean. Uh... You probably know better than me. Oh, I okay him. Spurs and what you you saw three. Look, yeah. Um, I do think that um, you know, Brighton. You could say that they should be cool. You could say they've been unlucky, but either way, the performance reflected the results. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, again, and this is something that I think we'll see. Um, consistent Spurs this season. We've already seen it. Saw it in this game. We saw it um, against Burnley. Um, I think this is a consistent thing that we'll be able to grind out results. Um, all for side, I do think for um, Mourinho will be able to get the best out of these. Um, and I think that Spurs, even if they don't play well, they seem to pretty much quite off the result, um, which is the sign of the best teams, that they can win despite not being the better team. And I think that will definitely... I basically wrote Spurs off at the but definitely shown a new side. Mm, yeah, I thought it was interesting that um, Mourinho picked Lamella over Bale. Um, yeah, probably it's probably his pick. But, you know, Bale three minutes after coming on um, gets the winner for Spurs. And it'll be interesting to see if he does start against West Brom Monday. Um, yeah, it, and he looks probably at his best since returning. Mm, yeah, um, and he's definitely... Uh, quality. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, they were checking for a foul, I think. Um, you know, I, to be honest with you, in my opinion, I think it would have been very hard. Um, and, you know, Tariq Lamptey, um, 
again, great performance for Brighton. I think, I yeah, but I, I think. Um, and, you know, we were talking about Alex McCarthy earlier. Perhaps we, surely, if players are being picked off form, surely Lamptey's got to be picked because he's been excellent, not only this season, but the end of last season as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, in my opinion, I'd pick him over Reese James and Lamptey is probably either England's second or third best right back. So I definitely, I don't think Kyle Walker will be, I don't think Aaron Wan-Bissaka should um, I personally, well, yeah, but you know, being a right back, yes, Storm's good, but yeah, you know, don't get me wrong, I think James is a decent little fullback, but I just see more in Lamptey, especially if England stick with his back. Is that, what, one goal and two assists? Uh, well, Lamptey has one and one um, in last game. Um, I mean... Uh, yeah, I'd probably listed him more as a winger, but he can play as a We've seen that for us. Um, and I definitely think that he should be in contention or not necessarily get... He's putting some good performance wing and as wing back. Um, I think Ben Chilwell definitely has impressed. Um, and, you know, there's other options. Um, so you've definitely got options. Um, but I think Saka... All right. Who was it? Oh, really? I've, I've not been watching the games yet. Obviously... Hamed's coming back with a big impact. Uh, yeah. Um, have you got all else you want to say on Spurs and Brighton? Move up yeah, this was a big win. For, they really needed it. Uh, they needed to get their first win of the season um, against a team that will be down there. At the end. It was a very good performance. For them. Defensively, they looked the best. Thing. Um, quiet. Uh, fairly. Um, fairly poor West Brom side. They create much. I think they only had one. And at the end of, end of the day, Fulham, Wicker, overall, the best. Yeah, um, I still think this form side is going to struggle, um, but this is a chance definitely to try and kick on. I mean, you know, they've got a tough next run of games. You know, they've got West Ham away, Everton at home, Leicester away, and Liverpool at home. That's their next probably going to So they definitely need this. Um, and if they play like this, then they'll definitely make it interesting in battle. Um, you know, Mitrovic has put in his best performance all season, West Brom, in my opinion. Um, yeah, the the new signing, unlike two seasons, they've actually stepped up and made a difference. No, I mean he's been. Um, it was very hit and miss for Cardiff um, for Fulham. He's had. Deep. Um, all Erna was ex Chelsea, wasn't it? No, I remember he was on at Torino. Seem to recall. Yeah. Um, so you know that's another um, young English right back that Chelsea. Um, and yeah, it's definitely um, looking brighter for Fulham than it did before this. Game. Um, and West Brom. They'll definitely be looking. The games against Brighton, Burnley and Fulham, only picking up two points, that's not good enough for, Ful- for West Brom. They're the sort of games where they need to be picking up points against the teams around them. It's going to be hard for me. I like Slavin Bilic. Um, I like a lot of the players that West Brom have, um, but it's definitely a tough season. For them. Um, yeah, they've just that. Um, you got all this one out of that, or we'll move on to the... Yeah, um, you know, this was... Very. Um, you're expecting Leeds to do better in this with you, um, but up and down, um, Leeds probably, you know, if well, I'm not going to say they deserve, uh, but I do think that the scoreline was very unflattering. Leeds. I don't think it's that. Less of the they were more clinical. Uh, ten, four of them. Bobby Barnes. Yeah. Um, you know, Tillman's getting a brace. Obviously, one of them was a pen. um surprised me because Tillman's last sat a lot deeper. I've seen Tillman. With, you know, James Madison, you've seen Tillyman run forward quite a lot. Obviously, bagging a brace, it's working. I do really like the player. Um, I 
think he definitely because he's only young as well, Tillyman. I mean, he's only like he can definitely you know turn into a quality quality. And yeah, like this Leicester see this Leicester see this Leicester side. Um, you know, sat in third place. At the, um, yeah, I think it will definitely be interesting how they perform the Europa. I think they could definitely go deep, much like Wolves did last season. Whether that affects them in the league, um, we'll have to wait and see. I definitely do think Leicester have quite a few chances at a trophy. You know? um, very clinical performance from Leicester, and it wasn't a bad. Um, yeah, I mean, for Premier League, uh, we'll move on to um, Europe. Which games stand out for you? Yeah, we'll go to the Chelsea game. Um, definitely a very impressive performance from Chelsea. I mean, relying on two of you. Uh, you know, you have a go at Man United. Um, very good Chelsea yeah, performance. You said, yeah, I'm um, But yeah, um, a very performance from Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and I think especially playing um, Hakim Ziyech out wide, that sort of uh, helps to unlock James because you get Ziyech um, roaming inside, uh, which allows James to get forward on the overlap and get those is what um, has been lacking, um, especially in those early... Um, and yeah, overall, it was a pretty decent performance. I mean, Wren are a decent side. I mean, obviously, currently, so Wren are a decent Yeah, it was overall performance. And I was looking forward to... Uh, I haven't seen too much of it, but I know everyone raves about the play. No, I think um, Chelsea definitely look a lot better than they did at the start of the season. Yeah, it looks like they could potentially begin to kick on now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you would have if I didn't. We'll go to um, where we get to, yeah, um, probably. But it doesn't matter because they beat Man United, so I don't think they'll care. Um, pretty awful defending. That was the um, counter-attack, wasn't it, from the corner where there was no one back. Well, it was good from Istanbul's point of view. It was pretty awful defending from Man U's point of view. I mean, they had no one back. No, um, and I mean Man United, you know, dominated most of the ball, but really do too much with it. I mean, the back you got Martin Skirtle and Epurenu, well, definitely, but, uh, but they were solid centre half. Um, yeah, they held firm. Although, Bashan. Oh yeah, very uh, tough group. So this is the sort of game that Man United. You know, Turkey is always a tough place to go for. It. Um, but. Yeah. Either way, they need to be getting results. PSG and Leipzig. Yes, they did manage PSG and Leipzig. They're not pushed over, do yeah? Um, RB Leipzig, um, changing it up from the last time I watched them anyway, going to a um, sort of 3-4-3 three, three with you know, Olmo almost acting as a false nine. Um, and it you know, really works. Uh, Di Maria obviously getting late goal, uh, an early goal. Um but, you know, missing a penalty that could have made it 2-0 could have killed them. And Leipzig with trademark Nagels um, get back into the game before half to score. Uh, and then the second half, Osberg, a slot away penalty. Yeah, really good performance from who managed to capitalise on um, PSG going out to 9 men. Yeah, I mean, you know, PSG, don't get me wrong, PSG were missing quite a few key players. Um, Mbappe was out, Neymar was out. Hardy was out, um, so um, Paredes as well, another one who wasn't playing, so we were definitely missing quite a few key players, no excuse for that sort of, created nothing besides that early, ah, yeah, um, you know, you'd think PSG should definitely be, definitely not in third place at the very least, um, and they're going to have to um, either beat Leipzig at home or United away, um, that's going to be tough because they have to beat either of them in order to get ahead of them in the head-to-head. And yeah, it's, it's not looking good. Yeah, um, great. Um, 
Yeah, um, any other games that stood out for you? Mind you, you know, that sounds like a good start, but how many times has a German team played in Ukraine? It can't be made. Um, but, you know, from what I saw at the very least, it was a very impressive pushing glad Yeah, Yeah, um, Klopp dro- opting to drop Firmino for Diogo Jota, and he managed to get a hat-trick. Exactly, yeah, it's what I've been saying, and what you is that Jota as a number nine is going to be far superior than Firmino. Well, they are a very um, high-risk, high-reward. They do push a lot of players up. They play a very high intensity. You know, in Serie A, that might work against most teams. But, you know, against one of the best teams in the world, you probably could afford to set up a little bit more pragmatic. Um, I mean, we can do. I mean, I didn't really see much of I was down at the Silster freezing my balls off. This were on. But um, from what I saw, anyway, um, decent PSG. Uh, not PSG, bloody hell. A decent Real Madrid for yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you could tell that, you know, they were missing that, you know, solid number nine who would convert everything. I mean, they ended up playing uh, Perisic and Martinez. Both of them got goals and you know, they didn't play badly from, but, you know, Perisic isn't exactly a natural. And, yeah, they were definitely missing convert the chances that were they were making. Um, I think Barella, especially, big fan of Barella. And, yeah, they, were, they played some decent football, into, but they just weren't as clinical. Uh, not Champions League, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, we've got time, it's fine. Um, yeah, which game do you want to go with? But yeah, go on, take us through that then. It's a very um, shocking result for me, who's um, sort of casual Syria, especially um, the form that is. Mm. Aye, uh, performance. Um, yeah, um, I will go to the other um, Group H game, Celtic losing 4-1 to um shocking result for, in my um, Lucas Julis getting a hat-trick um, and it looks like we are seeing the end of uh, Neil Lennon at Celtic Park. Eddie Howe is now odds-on. Uh, I didn't watch it as it happened. Um, I've gone back and uh, looked at it and um, yeah, it was you know a very good performance from Sparta who were you know, the whipping of a death last season um, but played relatively well uh, properly. This, well, but they played well in this game. And yeah, I just wanted to bring up this game mainly um, to say you know, Eddie Howe is basically off to Celtic Park, so it'll be interesting to see how he copes there. Uh, I, w- I watched the um, Rangers 3 all draw with Benfica. Um, I thought that was a very interesting game. I thought Rangers were unlucky not to heartbreak in 90 um, Benfica go down to 10 men pretty early on within the first 20 minutes of the game um, and you know within an hour Rangers end up making it um, it was a very good performance from Morelos up front obviously getting goal I think he played really well um, but you know Benfica were just so clinical I mean the score three with two shots on target that's bad um, I think Rangers were definitely very unlucky um, still top of the group um, and yeah Rangers did very well against a very good Ben. Oh, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. They bottled it. Um, but I think the overall performance, pretty, you know, whether that's because it, they were down, it's because Rangers actually played very well. Rangers looked impressive. Yeah. Um, Diogo Consalves got an own goal. Uh, and then a minute later, Glenn Kamara, who, um, you know, isn't exactly one who usually pops. He's not finished. He's only, like, 22. They will. Um, yeah, I think he's finished. Um, but yeah, um, worth bringing up. It was a decent performance. Um, 
any other Europa League games stand out? I mean, um, Spurs winning 3-1 against Ludogorets. Yeah, um, I think a lot of... Um, I saw a lot of Spurs fans heaping praise onto Joe Hart. Um, see that, to be honest with you. Um, really, I mean, really, should she? Yeah. Particularly with the first choice defence, essentially, playing ahead of him. Um, yeah. yeah, it was performance. Um, any other games? Uh, yeah, right. I mean, um, unless there's all else that you want to bring up um, who were the football, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, have you got all you want to plug? Yep, uh, and I'll plug mine at IWGP Chris BFC, and you can follow the podcast at Anti Football Pod. Um, that is it for this episode. Um, yeah, sorry, I'll talk.